Hi, and a big welcome to another episode of Laughter and Lunges with your hosts, Catherine and Sarah. Thanks for taking the time to listen to us today. We would love it if you could rate, follow and share the podcast so that it can reach even more ears. Here's today's episode. I am going to invite dun, da, 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 Sarah Cannon Coaching. If she doesn't, I'll be really sad. And hopefully I can see her that would be even better oh, i can see Yay! Yay! <laughs> oh my um, lord getting gosh. on instagram is stressful isn't it so stressful you know what i reckon the problem is i think it's because one of us has an iphone and the other one has an android me being the android wanker um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right start with a massive call out there <laughs> <laughs> how are you today uh, i'm good Thanks. Yeah, really good. I am, again, really surprised that I feel really good. I've had about four and a half hours sleep. I was going to say, I got quite a late message from you about like putting up the last Instagram live. Oh, gosh. And then quite and then an early another, message like, really from early me. message at like five. Yeah. I think there might be a delay. <laughs> there is. Just to add to our Instagram fun. Excellent. Um... What, how are you today? <laughs> this is so funny. This really is a shambles already. I'm going to wait like five seconds, really awkwardly. You're nodding as I'm saying it, so I feel like you can hear me okay. Okay. So, we're actually so how are you today? <laughs> Oh my god! Instagram has done us in this week. Like it's not cool. This is why you know our group isn't actually on Instagram. Just, just saying. Imagine it was. Now I'm scared to say anything, Sarah. <laughs> right, we're here to answer some questions, aren't we? Sure are. Excellent. That that seemed like it wasn't as delayed. And <laughs> shall I read out the first question? Yeah, go with it. Let's see what happens. Oh man, this is so funny. I'm so glad it's Friday. This is our last live of the week, isn't it? And each of them has been a technological shambles, but like the content has been excellent. I'd agree. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah's scared to talk now. Um, okay. Question number one. And by the way, if you have joined live, welcome. If you have any questions, put them in the little comment thing below Sarah and we'll answer them here. We've also got one that we're going to answer that's pre, what, one that we made earlier, like Blue Peter. Yeah, we'll go with, well, we haven't made it. It is a question that has come in. Um, why on earth do I find comfort in food? It doesn't solve the issue or even make me feel better. Sometimes it can make me feel even more yuck. Wow. There's a lot to unpack with that one, isn't there? About that. I think, um, I guess like to start with is firstly sort of be kind to yourself about that. It sounds like there might be a little bit of sort of beating yourself up for sort of do, for doing that. But it's a perfectly normal thing for all of us to do is to seek comfort through food at times. And it is something as I said, that a lot of us do do because food is comforting in a way, as in we have used it as comfort probably as we've grown up, we, you know, and through certain times in our lives where 
maybe we need a little pick me up or something we might actually turn to food because you know we we do want that little bit of a pick me up so i think firstly it is just recognizing that it's really normal and all of us do it it's a tool that a lot of us have in our toolbox i would say i totally agree and even from like a physiological perspective when we eat foods that we enjoy whether that's like the taste of it or knowing that we're fueling ourselves like there is a like a release of serotonin right which is like a feel-good hormone so you're asking like why on earth do i find comfort in food like directly answering that question yeah like it on a physiological level it kind of actually impacts your hormones in terms of releasing serotonin so i think even that is worth bearing in mind is that it's not just all in your head like that there is like an impact as well physiologically which i think is really interesting and i like what you said sarah about not beating yourself up because you're using food for comfort if you think about it there's like that relationship between like even thinking about foods that maybe you had when you were a kid or maybe that your grandparents cooked you a certain dish or bought you like a certain bag of sweets or something when you were younger and that kind of reminds you of like a sense of safety and connection and love and even what 20 30 30 years later you might revisit and have that same food or that same dish or the same bag of sweets and it kind of brings back memories and like good feelings as well i think that's also important to recognize and it's important to recognize that it's okay to sometimes use food as comfort probably not best for our health if that's all the time sometimes it's absolutely fine as you said it's sort of a really interesting point and that sort of intricate nature of kind of the memories that we have from food and in like past times and how then that might play out now as well and i think often we might reach for food because it's more accessible it's there if we've had like a busy day and we're feeling quite stressed just to sort of generalize a little bit here but it's maybe like a shortcut to feeling relaxed and sort of switched off because of we've maybe used that before and it and it's helped in the past and so it becomes often maybe like a shortcut to to that relaxed feeling or to that sort of switching off to unwinding and kind of just getting your head out of the day that you've already had and it can be then quite normal for that to happen but i think just sort of being curious around if you're having times within your day where you're sort of checking in with maybe how you're feeling throughout the day are you giving yourself time to sort of relax and take a moment out throughout the day or is it all sort of at, at the end of the day when you kind of come back so again kind of just getting a bit curious about when that sort of turn into food is happening as well having a look at where you were and what was happening at the time or even in the build-up to that too can be really helpful to give us a bit more information really about why you might be turning to food for comfort is it because you're feeling bored is it because you're feeling a particular emotion like anger maybe you're feeling quite stressed or sometimes we turn to food because we're celebrating something we're excited and sort of dealing with that emotion as well so it can be for a variety of reasons and it could be again maybe you've not eaten so much in the day so we're more likely then to turn to food for comfort as well later on because maybe we're feeling depleted in sort of our energy levels and less able to kind of process what is happening as well sort of mentally so 
it can be a variety of reasons really and i think just allowing yourself to be curious about that and recognize that it is something that you're using as a coping strategy at the moment i love that the Talking kittens get involved <laughs> um they're like but that's... give me attention <laughs> but i guess that's what i'd say is just kind of approach that with sort of self-compassion and curiosity really mm-hmm. i love what you said about like the almost using it as a distraction um and i think like Sarah says it's about getting curious about what is similar to what we spoke about yesterday someone had asked a question about overeating and like how they can stop themselves from overeating in the in the evening it's like a case of getting curious and exploring the reasons behind it whether that's you know like Sarah's spoken about stress and unwinding at the end of the day or switching off or distraction or boredom whatever it is I think yeah getting curious about it writing it down talking to somebody about it talking to a coach about it can really help you unpack the reasons why and then kind of counteract that and then potentially move away from using food as a comfort quite as much um yeah agreed we have a question coming in hot off the press oh wow um from jenny hi jenny hey um, the guy oh we were talking about this just before we came on um the guy from that zoe app has talked about ingredients in low fat and low sugar foods being bad for us because of whatever has been added looking to lose fat in a healthy way any thoughts big question so i think my thoughts on the message that is put out around this app in particular or this method of dieting in particular um and i say method of dieting actually like a way of eating as opposed to like a method of losing weight because zoe doesn't necessarily market to people who want to lose weight i think it's more about like health and making more healthful choices my thoughts around it are okay yeah there's some great messages coming out of it in terms of eating more fruits and vegetables and foods that are supposed to be good for your gut microbiome but like the i think the messaging around particularly um highly processed foods or ultra processed foods even is i don't know i find it's quite like elitist because the message that goes out is cut out all ultra processed foods from your diet try and have really like organic foods which generally tend to cost more and then include all these other foods like probiotics like uh what is it kefir and what other things are there sauerkraut sauerkraut, like loads of stuff like that which also generally tends to be quite expensive um so although the messaging about eating more fresh foods is excellent i don't think it's realistic for a large proportion of the population at least like for example in the uk to be eating fully fresh foods all organic i think that's ridiculous that's a ridiculous message to be putting out and it's so out of touch with the general population who don't potentially have access to those foods can't afford those foods don't have time to cook those foods as well because there's all the prep that goes into it i think on the flip side relying heavily on ultra processed foods and having majority of your diet coming from ultra processed foods is a bad thing as well and i think there's like the two extremes there right if you have the means and the time and the money to eat all fresh foods great excellent that's 
really good for you, but also it's okay to be including some foods that are highly processed or ultra processed that are low fat and they have other things added into them to help prolong their shelf life. And that's another thing is that a lot of ultra processed foods aren't necessarily bad for you. If you think about like I'm, so Hannah and I will eat our like evening meal will be vegan. So we use a lot of meat substitutes because for environmental reasons, ethical reasons, we don't like eating meat. So we use meat substitutes, which, you know, when you turn over the back of the pack and you read the ingredients list, it's full of all these things that you can't pronounce, which means it must be bad for you. And that's not necessarily the case. Like some of the ingredients that are in there are a way to like improve the shelf life of the product so that they last longer and there's less food waste. Um, and it also means that for somebody that has chosen to be vegetarian or vegan, that's a great way for them to get their protein in and a great way that's easy for them to get their protein in. And it's like the low hanging fruit, right? It's like the, should somebody who's chosen to be vegetarian or vegan decide, well, I can't have ultra processed foods because they're really bad for me. But I don't have time to be cooking foods with like all these like fresh ingredients. So then I'm not going to get protein. I'm not going to get enough protein in. I'm gonna, not going to meet the recommended daily allowance of protein. And thus that's going to be worse for your health than having a small amount of ultra processed foods. So it's about weighing up the pros and the cons there. And I get it. It's so confusing, the messaging out there, because there's so many people now that are putting out that message. You're going into supermarkets, picking up for like a packet of food from the shelf and be like, oh, this is going to kill you if you eat it. It's just scaremongering. And like, <laughs> I actually hate it. It's something I'm so passionate about. <laughs> I just have never like properly gone into it before. But I think like in terms of like your question, Jenny, because I've kind of got, gone off on a big like rant, I stepped down from my soapbox you're looking to lose fat in a healthy way what i would aim to do is have like the predominant amount of your diet like 80 percent 75 percent coming from fresh foods i don't know if you could hear me meowing. yeah she's getting angry about the, <laughs> <laughs> about it as well um it's predominantly coming from fresh foods so lots of fruits and vegetables included in your meals where you can um, plenty of protein but it's okay if you if one night you need to have like a ready meal because you're in a rush and you've just got back from work and you've had to stay late and then like the kids are ill like there's you can use them in small amounts and it's totally fine I think yeah there's a balance to be struck there and if you would like more help then like drop us a message and we would certainly be happy to do that sorry Sarah anyway well I just think you covered that wonderfully well I haven't really got anything to add to that I knew as soon as that question came in that you would be loving on that because of, I, I knew we'd end up at the supermarket with someone <laughs> taking something off the shelf because I know that that's a massive pet peeve of yours and oh. I, I agree I think a lot of the messaging is just so confusing and so conflicting so scaremongery as well and a lot of us are trying to, especially at the moment with cost of living and things like that, it's it's more difficult to buy certain foods because of the expense of it. And I think, as you said, sort of focusing as, as much as you can on those whole foods, but being okay with eating some of those ultra processed foods at times is absolutely fine as well, because we just probably haven't got enough time to be 
prepping everything from scratch all the time as well. I mean, as I said, I haven't really got anything to add to what you so comprehensively covered, to be fair. So thank you, friend. No worries. Jenny says uh, thanks. No problem, Jenny. Uh, thanks, Jenny. I mean, the other thing that kind of like... Love that I to took me. that. Cheers, Jenny. Anytime. <laughs> hey, we're a team. We are a team. The other thing that springs to mind is like the, you know, people... Um, taking ultra processed foods processed foods and kind of um what's the word isolating individual ingredients within that food mm. and saying this specific ingredients has been shown to increase risks of like cancer for example now quite often like they might even you know cite a study as well which then makes you think oh my god like they're right they're evidence-based like yeah but when you kind of dig into it a bit more, like often those studies will have been done in a lab setting with like individual cells or with things like mice, for example, and there haven't even been controlled studies on humans in like a, a free living scenario. It's like all done in a lab in a test tube. And although like, you can see that the mechanisms are there to like certain cellular pathways are switched on and then it increases risks of cancer what you've also got to recognize is that the doses that they use in some of those studies will be so so high that we've never like there's no way that we could eat enough of that to mm. ever subject ourselves to that amount of dose um and then if you're so scared of <clears throat> eating some of these foods that it's impacting like you being able to get enough protein for example there's probably far more risk or health risk associated with you not getting enough protein then there would be potentially for this like one little thing this one ingredient in the foods to like increase your risk of cancer for example um so yeah it's about like weighing up the pros and cons right definitely and just as you were saying there about being sort of scared of you know eating those foods i was thinking about the impact then sometimes that this messaging can have on our relationship with food as well and how we feel about eating certain foods or going out for meals and if it's getting to that point where you feel sort of scared about eating something because of this messaging then that's not a good space to be in as well and I think that's sometimes the problem with it because it's so scaremongery it can it can really make you sort of feel like I really shouldn't be eating that and actually as we always say all foods are allowed as part of a balanced diet and no food is good or bad there might just be some choices that are more nutritious or more in line with your goals at the moment as well yeah totally there's also that like false dichotomy and I, like i listened to this in the i think it was the most recent episode of i'm going in on it oh no was it the was it diary of a ceo with tim Spector or spim texter don't know who spim texter is um and he was talking about, oh, my God, where was I going with this? Something came into my head there and now it's, it's just gone. So I was saying <laughs> oh. about relationship with food, I don't know if it was along those lines. It's gone. Oh. No, it's, it was creating like a false dichotomy. That and like another podcast we've been in was creating a false dichotomy between like calorie counting and eating healthily. And it's almost like that message is trying to say, if you're calorie counting, then you can't also make healthful choices. It's like a, an assumption that people who are promoting calorie counting say that 
you know, it's just calories that matter and like, um, you know, getting enough calories, getting enough protein, it doesn't matter what that comes from, but you can count calories and you can also make healthful mm. food choices as well. So it's not like those two are completely isolated. Um, so I think that's like another important point there. If you are counting calories and you're like, it's really helpful for me, you might not, but if it's really helpful for you and you're hearing these messages that calorie counting doesn't work for fat loss or it's unhealthy to be calorie counting, then question that a little bit. Yeah, I think that's a really good point that two things can coexist at the same time. Those two sort of differences of opinion can sort of coexist and actually not be so polarised. Uh, I could talk about this all day, but I know I'm not going to. <laughs> Gosh, um, I think you have was... any que other questions? I... That was it, wasn't it? I think that was it. Go, awesome. friends. Well, that was fun. That we was actually had way more, way more to like talk about than I thought because we also had some awesome questions. Yeah, great work Thank on the much. live chance. I don't know if Sharon's still watching, but if she is, massive happy birthday to you, Sharon. Oh my, Shout out my to gosh. Sharon. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> I would join in, but that would ruin your day. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, Sign-ups will be closing for <clears throat> Empowered and 8 uh, tomorrow. So this is your last opportunity to join before we shut wow. the doors. Bang. That was me shutting the doors. And where can people sign up if they would like to sign up, Sarah? Wow, good question, Catherine. They can sign up by visiting empoweredinate.com and clicking the link in there to sign up. Or you can visit the link in both of our Instagram bios, which will take you straight to the page to buy a package. And you can sign up from there as well. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. That sounded like it was rehearsed that was perfect <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is like our fifth live of the week uh, you know we've we've polished that a little bit we have haven't we well it was a delight and i hope everybody has a lovely weekend yeah have an awesome one champs and we will no doubt speak to you all very very soon adios bye